What's up, bitches? This is Sierra. And what's up, bitches? This is Morgan. And this is Bitches and Murders. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Brought to you by lack of sleep and a lot of caffeine. I wish I had caffeine. (laughs) I'm like daydreaming about a coffee right now. That was the biggest sigh. I'm really regretting I didn't get a Red Bull before this. Should have known better. Yeah, that goes for most things in my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have any housekeeping or are we just going to jump right into this? Mm, I don't think we have any housekeeping, actually. I don't think we do either. We have a clean house. All right, today we are going to talk about Pee-wee. Hermit? No. Oh. So (laughs) we're talking about Donald Henry Gaskins, a.k.a. (laughs) Pee-wee. I'm sorry, run that name by me again? Please don't. (laughs) One more time. Donald Henry Gaskins. I'm satisfied. (laughs) I'm so glad you are. Um, so I've decided that for the duration of this podcast, I'm only going to refer to him as Pee-wee. One, because fuck that guy. And two, you'll see in a second. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. (laughs) So Pee-wee was born March 13th of 1933 in Florence County, South Carolina to uh, Yulia Parrott. There we go. Uh, he was the youngest of a very long line of illegitimate children. Cannot tell you how many children because mom's a slut and dad's a whore. So. <laughs> Lots of babies on both sides. Lots of illegitimate babies. <laughs> uh, so he was very small for his age and was immediately given the nickname Pee-wee. And as an adult, the tallest he got was 5'4". Oh, little baby. Five feet, four inches. <laughs> could body that man i do body that man (laughs) that's like i'm like six inches taller than him right i'm like you come up to like below my shoulders nope (laughs) nope little little tiny napoleon baby man i already hate it (laughs) i'm like i remember when i was five four in like fifth grade Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Literally by my freshman year, I was taller than my mom, and my mom is like 5'5". So, Mm -hmm. definitely by the time I was 14. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, when he was one, he drank a bottle of kerosene, which gave him seizures until he was three. (laughs) I'm sorry. So- <laughs> Clearly great parenting here. I can't, okay, so the thing that confuses me about this, uh, and this confuses me about all baby poison incidents in general, <laughs> is like, I get it. Parenting is hard. People make mistakes. Uh, clearly they had like a lot of children. Like shit just, you know, sometimes kids can accidentally get into stuff they can't or like they shouldn't. Like it's fine. Um, yeah. But the, like... If you just try to drink kerosene, that would be, like, the most unpleasant experience. So the fact that the babies 
drink so much of these things is what always gets i'm like you didn't smell that and immediately be like no you didn't like sip it and be like no like babies really are the dumbest so dumb (laughs) like that wasn't good you know that didn't taste good why why (laughs) anyways i'm not mad at the parents i'm mad at the babies I'm, no, be mad at the parents. <laughs> Babies are dumb. That's why they need parents. Oh my god. No, I'm also mad at the parents. I was just kidding about <laughs> that. I promise I'm also mad at the parents. But well, babies are uh, stupid. Anywho. Anyways. We're moving <laughs> on. Um, so anybody paying attention to our serial killer cocktail, because we love to reference that on like a regular basis. Um, we now have neurological damage strike one <laughs> just one tick on the board I, uh, yeah we'll, we'll we'll keep it at one strike i thought about giving it two but we'll keep it at one <laughs> why two because he was neglected enough to drink a bottle of kerosene that's fair see yeah it's like one of those things where i'm like you know what i mean like even bad things happen to good parents but also if they have that many kids and uh, like i'm sure they're just like running around and shit like, nobody yeah. has, like, a shit ton, like, countless children and then, like, can watch all of them. Like, it's just not physically possible. You know what? We'll give it two strikes. Because my next point is that his mother was never around and his stepfather, not his actual father, his stepdad, uh, violently beat him and gave him so much shit for being small. Yeah, we'll just leave that second tally up on the board we'll there. We'll leave it there. Also, so- how are you going to beat someone for being small? Like, if anything, you're just going to stunt their growth and make them small. Like, did you think you were going to punch the muscles bigger? Like, what it... This is, like, the most unproductive-ass shit I've ever I heard. have literally never understood bullying people for how short or tall they are. Like, how dare your genetics do this to you? Like, you have any control over... I mean... I don't really condone bullying, but if you're going to bully somebody, bully for them for something they can control. Yeah, like their clothes or something or like a terrible haircut. I mean, never bully people. I'm not telling you to bully bully people. people. But like it's different if you're if you're bullying something that's like temporary, like they can easily fix about whatever the situation is. But yeah, like I, I don't control how much my bones grow. Like you think you think I control that shit? Like how much power do you think I have? <laughs> like you know you can't do you think I can control my growing, but like you can't? Like do you think you're the only person who can't control how they grow? Like it's just a like, thought <laughs> process here. It's just lacking to me. <laughs> oh man, I am deceased. Um Anyway, so yeah, being beaten and bullied at home for being small, going to school and being beaten and bullied for being small. I feel, I know that I'm not going to feel bad for him later, but I, I will establish that I do, I do feel bad for him right now. Oh, don't worry. That's going to start, stop like right about now. Oh, good. Uh, so when he was 11... <laughs> He dropped out of school and began working on cars at a local garage, which, first of all, I'm not going to feel okay with an 11-year-old working on my car. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Yeah, I mean, even if I somehow 
trusted them to do good work. Like, if I thought they were very intelligent and, like, understood how motors worked, I still wouldn't want them to do it because I know that, like, physically, like, strength-wise, like, I wouldn't tight- I I wouldn't trust an 11-year-old to, like, tighten the bolts on my tires. You know what I mean? Like, no, you, I would want to make sure they're secure. Car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want a grown man to do that with, with right. grown man <laughs> strength. Because even they fuck it up. So. (sighs) So, yeah. Um, So, while working at the garage, he met Danny and Marsh, who were around the same age as him. What is this fucking child labor garage? What is this? They employ three (laughs) 11-year-olds? Like, one is weird, but, like, three feels sinister. (laughs) I mean, this is, like, late 1950s, early 1960s, so, like, we don't have child labor laws. Yeah, I was like, actually, we genuinely do not have labor laws. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because I was like, Um, this feels weird. (laughs) So, the three of them, they called themselves the Trouble Trio. I love that. 10 out of 10. Uh, And they would burglarize homes, pick up prostitutes, and rape little boys. I I don't love it anymore. I don't I don't love it anymore. I'm not going to lie to you. Do you not feel bad for him anymore? Uh yeah, no, I'm pretty much over it. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Um so they would threaten the boy so that they wouldn't go to police and like rat them out. Um so you know, we're 11 years old, doing super great. I feel like that also is like <laughs> probably a pretty good sign too that like besides just getting like beaten like, I guarantee someone in his life was, all, like, also sexually abusing him. Probably oh, sure. either his dad or his stepdad. Because, yeah. like, where would he have even known how to do that 11 years old? Like, someone right. in that group was having that happen to them. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to have been him. It could have been one of the right, other but boys. Like but, like, somebody was. Because, like, 11-year-olds just don't know about that shit. Like, that's not their inclinations to do to people. And I feel yeah. like if it would have been a mother, then they probably would have picked on girls, not little boys. Yeah. Unless there just wasn't little girls around. I don't know how that works. Huh. I don't know. Um, so the Trouble Trio broke up after they were caught gang raping Marsh's little sister. Oh, good. Um, there were just probably not as many girls around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Marsh's parents beat the shit out of all three of them until they were like, bleeding um and then danny and marsh like left the area and left peewee behind <laughs> yeah i've like if i was that fucking parent like i'm surprised they didn't like kill them you know what i mean like i'm sure yeah, they beat them real. like half to death i think if if i had a child that did that i would also like shun them from my life yeah, I'd be like, um, you are never... Ex- Though, I mean, obviously, in this day and age, like, I get back that why you would just beat the shit out of them. Like, this day and age, I'd probably beat the shit out of them and then call the police um, but and try to get them thrown in jail. But, like, definitely never speaking to them again. That's for fucking never. sure. Yeah. Um, so, Pee-wee continued to burglarize homes, and in 1946, he was caught by a young girl at a home that he had broken into um, and she hit him, hit him with an axe. Um, he managed to get away from her and then he struck her in the head and the arm before fleeing the scene. 
Uh, luckily, the girl survived and was able to identify him. <clears throat> God, such fucks. <laughs> I'm like so annoyed already. Oh, dude, we're not even halfway through his early life and we still got the actual murders to go through. I'm not going to make it very... Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, so he was arrested and convicted for assault with a deadly weapon and intent to kill and was sent for to the South Carolina Industrial School for Boys. <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why my throat's like... Bleh. I'll never um, forgive you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, immediately coughs. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he was sentenced to the South Carolina Industrial School for Boys. And the fun fact about the sentencing and why I will continue to call this man Pee-wee is that the first time he heard his name and figured out what his name was uh, was at the sentencing because literally everybody in his life referred to him as Pee-wee and he had no idea what his real name was. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. The, f- the first thing I thought of when you said that uh, is there's a... God, what is that show called? It's like the um, Amazing World of Gumball. But oh. that's an episode I literally just watched yesterday. Is like he thinks his name is Gumball, but that's actually like his nickname. And then he finds yeah. out what his real name is for like the first time ever, <laughs> like way into his life. Very Gumball energy here, sir. <laughs> Mr. Peewee. Yeah. So that was that was how he learned his name was getting sentenced. I can't like I, it's surprising me like you wouldn't just like ask somebody at some point. Like I'm way too curious of a person. Unless maybe he just assumed that was his name. Like, maybe he thought that was, like, his legal name. But I feel like if if that was my legal name, like, I'd be asking people, like, why the fuck did you name me this? And they would be like, that's not your name. I mean, if every time you talk to your dad, you get the shit beat out of you, are you really going to go talk to him? I mean, fair, but I'm just like, I would would have some serious fucking questions, let me tell you. <laughs> I would have a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. So, at the reform school, immediately targeted because he's fucking small. Uh, and he spent his entire time there either trying to escape or trading sex for protection. I feel like I should feel bad, but I don't. Fuck him. No. If anyone deserves to get sent to a boy's home, like, usually I feel like the boy's home, like, they're not that bad, and then the boy's home, like, corrupts them, and I feel bad. Um, But this time I'm like, no. No, you're the exactly the kind of person I want that to happen to. No, you were a bad egg before you went to the boy's home, so I really don't give a fuck what happened to you. Right. Like, you're just a terrible person. Like, I think some people are just born kind of terrible. I mean, he didn't get a chance to not be terrible because, you know, he drank kerosene and had seizures until he was three. Yeah, and he also had a shitty family. Like, if all yeah. those things wouldn't have been factors, then, like, maybe he wouldn't have been. But then also, maybe he still would have become, like, a Ted Bundy. Who knows? Yeah, neurological deficits don't really bode well for development, so. Ease what it is. Um... So he did manage to escape one time and he started traveling with a carnival and married a 13 year old. Um, And then he decided to return to the reform school to finish his sentence. 
<laughs> okay, I kind of like him a little bit more again. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> We're going back up. Because <laughs> I, I like the carnival thing. I'm, I'm into the carnival thing. That's that's pretty much the type of... Per- I feel like I'm stereotyping carnival people. I'm sure there's many lovely carnival people. But like in those time period, like that's that's kind of what I imagine when I think of carnival people. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and then on top of that, the fact... I'm not upset that he married a 13-year-old. I just want to know who, like, married them. Because, like, you would have, like, had to be an adult. Um. Probably. Like, it reasonably, it was probably an adult. And I can't imagine an adult standing in front of two 13-year-olds being like, yeah, this is a good idea. I should run with this. And then him hating married life so much that he's like, I would rather be in prison (laughs) than be with you yeah (laughs) so (laughs) the roller coaster this honestly this does not get any less roller coastery i'm not gonna lie to you this just keeps escalating (laughs) so he goes to the reform school, finishes his sentence, gets released, starts working on a tobacco farm where he just gets casually involved in insurance fraud. <laughs> As one does. As one does. Uh, so for a fee, he and a partner would go to your farm, burn the barn down, and then you would get to collect the insurance money. Classic. <laughs> Um, when he was questioned about his involvement with the fires by his employer's daughter, he panicked and hit her over the head with a hammer. Because nothing says not suspicious like a hammer to the noggin. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, like you had so nothing he... else up your sleeve. <laughs> right. Like you couldn't just be like, no, nah, I have nothing to do with it. Like you panicked and hit somebody over the head with a hammer. It's giving me Cassie from Euphoria vibes. <laughs> I feel like we're on the same oh level God. here. Yeah. Homegirl's not okay. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. We don't need to talk about Euphoria because that shows a fucking train wreck. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Um. So, strangely enough, he was sent to prison for assault with a deadly weapon and attempted murder. However, this is the 1960s, so we only went to prison for five years. Oh, good. Um, while in prison, he decided that you know he needed to protect himself, right? He needed to prove like, don't fuck with me, even though I am small. Um, so <laughs> I'm convinced that he just like read a book on how to survive prison. Because he found, like, the biggest, baddest, most feared man in prison who was Hazel Brazel. Hazel Brazel. (laughs) You made that up. I really didn't. I wish I could. I hate that. (laughs) And he found Hazel Brazel. And Pee Wee murdered Hazel Brazel. Why? Were we playing Candyland? Because that's what it feels like. I barely Who are these it. people? 
that sentence. <laughs> I don't think I could say that sentence if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> so, this is worse than Hans Grounds. <laughs> By murdering Hazel, he gained the respect of his fellow inmates, and nobody fucked with him. He also got six months in shoe and three years on his sentence, but you know, nobody fucked with him. It's worth it for killing Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that's a sentence that I had to say. I'm never going to let you live it down. I think if I would have been doing the notes for this case, I would have just... I would have been like, wow, his name was just Hazel. No last name, though. No one's ever known it. it no, no. <laughs> no no one's ever no, heard no. of it. It, it, it. We don't know. No, I, I want everybody to know that Pee Wee found the biggest, baddest, most feared man in prison and that that man's name was Hazel Brazel. Hazel Brazel. <laughs> He was in murder for razzle dazzling too hard. <laughs> no, I think he was actually in prison for like murder. <laughs> actually, it was like second degree murder. But <laughs> watch, it's like tax fraud. Like it's like everyone's terrified of this giant man. He's like. In, in there for littering. He's there for like embezzlement. <laughs> Too many parking tickets. <laughs> it's like serving like a two week sentence. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the reason he only got six months in shoe and three months on his sentence was because he pled self defense and they decided to charge him with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, I'm sure he's not stupid, too. Like, he probably went and, like, picked a fight with him or something first. So it's, like, like, I could see where in that situation, especially with that guy being so big, like, it would be easy for them to assume it'd be actual self-defense. Yeah, I feel like with his small stature, they're going to be like, nah, he didn't intentionally. Like, yeah, like, why would this no way five did four this on man? <laughs> yeah, like, be fighting this giant dude. <laughs> David and Goliath over here. Okay, we gotta stop making jokes about this. We gotta move on. It's okay. You can roast him for this next bit because it's hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so in 1955, his child bride filed for divorce. <laughs> and he was so pissed that he escaped prison by hiding in the back of a garbage truck. Sir, I appreciate you taking yourself out with the trash like you deserve, (laughs) but you left her. You left her, like, almost immediately to go back to, like, essentially prison. (laughs) Like, (coughs) why wouldn't she divorce you? I'd be like, wow, that guy had the chance to be free with me, and he literally chose to go back to prison. Like, he probably doesn't want to be with me. And then he's been in prison at some various form of prison-like places ever since. Yeah. So, like, it's not like I see him anyways. Like, why are you mad about that? Sir, you are not a catch. You are a release. 
it gets better. It gets so much better. So he couldn't convince her to not divorce him. So the divorce goes through. He flees to Florida, becomes part of a different traveling carnival, and remarries. And that marriage only lasted two weeks. That feels right. <laughs> that fe- all of that felt right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But, but wait. <laughs> There's more. So after his second marriage fails, he becomes involved with Betty Gates. And the two go to Tennessee because she convinced him to help her bail out her brother. So they get to Tennessee, they get him out, and then plot twist, it's not her brother. It's her husband. It's her husband. Oh, that was right. And they didn't bail him out. They helped him escape. (laughs) Plot twist. And police very quickly tracked them. And then he was arrested. (laughs) Because they were like, oh shit, you're also an escaped convict. Right, like, Um, you're also an escaped prisoner, and you helped another prisoner escape. Like, no. (laughs) Um, And he had nine months added to his original sentence for aiding the escape of a prisoner. It's so funny to aid the escape of a prisoner that's, like, not even in the same prison. It's, like, not even in the same state. (laughs) like i escaped my it's weird to me also that they didn't add any more for him like also escaping like you think it'd be like nine months for helping someone else escape also another nine months at least for you trying to like you successfully escaping no no just nine months (laughs) it's fine if you escape you just can't help others yeah (laughs) sharing is not caring i just love that he got conned by a woman to help get her husband out of prison. Yeah, he's not... He's not the best with the ladies. No. Who would have guessed that was coming? <laughs> um, so August of 1961, he paroled out and began working for a traveling minister as his driver and assistant. <sighs> um, he continued to burglarize homes, but since he was traveling, it was a little bit harder to track. So he got away with it for about a year. Um, until, until he raped a 12 year old girl and got arrested. Mm, But, I don't like that. But, escaped while awaiting sentencing, went to North Carolina, married a 17 year old girl. She got bored, turned him into the police for statutory rape, and then was sentenced to six years. Now I'm done. What the (laughs) fuck? I'm just confused where he's like, like, I wish I could know what was like going through his mind with like all of this. Like, during which part? Like, just all of these weird marriages and like relationships that he like pops between. Like, what? I just want to know what's in your brain. Not a lot. Not a lot. That that's a that's a correct answer. Like I feel like I don't I, f- I feel like when you have seizures at that young of an age you're just not lights are on nobody's home. Yeah, I feel like uh it's probably the education stopping at 11. 
that probably doesn't help that either. <laughs> On top of, you know, like the neurological damage and all of that other fun stuff. Yeah, it'd it be like that sometimes, you know? Does it? <laughs> Back then it was. Yeah. I also want to point out that, like, by the time this man is 29, he has had four marriages, and not a single one of them was with a legal adult. Yeah, I don't like that. I really don't <laughs> like that. Honestly, that's that's one of the things I hate the most. I'm not going to lie to you. No, underage marriage is not doing it for you? Uh, it, it's, it was fine the first time uh, because they were both like the same underage. age. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're marrying a 13-year-old, but you're like 12. So you're literally younger than them. So like, I don't blame you. Like, that's fine. But then when you're in, like, the grown adult stage, then it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in 1968, he paroled out. And now we get to the murdery bits. Now we're done. We're officially done with his early life. Oh, I... <laughs> For a second, my brain, like, short-circuited, and I thought you were saying, oh, now we're on to the murder. And we're done. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no. did he not actually murder anybody? <laughs> I mean, that's that's fine. This has been an entertaining story, but I was confused. <laughs> nope, just, you know, 30 minutes later, we're finally going to talk about the murdery bits. <laughs> I appreciate that you knew that it was 30 minutes because the eight other minutes were Drew pooping. <laughs> <laughs> If you edit that sentence out, I swear to God, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you leave that there. Oh, I I'm not editing it out. <laughs> there will be also bonus bloopers of Drew. <laughs> yes. Don't oh. probably move them to the end so people don't get very confused. <laughs> um. Oh man, so. <sighs> he claims this is so this is where things kind of get convoluted um he claims that his first murder was in 1969 um he found a hitchhiker like tortured her murdered her sick sunk her body in the swamp um and that was like kind of his first official murder uh However, nobody has found a body that matches, like, that description. Like, nobody can find any evidence that he actually did that. So it's kind of like, did you? Or are you just kind of, like, being one of those people? Um, However, he did kill a fair number of people. Um, His MO is the same with all of them. He catches them, um, uses a variety of methods that include stabbing, suffocation, mutilation, um sexually assaulted a good majority of them and claims to have cannibalized some of them so you know we're just hitting all of our bases right we're just full home run here yeah um he claims to have killed about 80 to 90 people um because he he starts calling himself the coastal killer uh because he claims he was going up and down the coast on the highway and like 
killing hitchhikers. Never been corroborated. Like, there's no evidence of that. Um, right. So it could just be like a bragging thing, but yeah. not actually true. Yeah. Um, however, there are people that he actually killed. And that starts in 1970. Uh, and then <laughs> it is um, Janice Kirby, who was 15, and his niece. And Patricia Ann Allsbrook, who was 17 and was her friend. Um, he beat both of them to death. And he claimed that he killed them because he was enraged with their drug abuse. Um, he would not like well, me very much. <laughs> ma'am you smoke marijuana not same same well i mean there is there anything to say that they were doing drugs either because honestly if anything they were probably it, it 1970 and it's a 15 to 17 year old they're probably just smoking weed fair that's fair that's fair um so yeah 1971, we murder Martha Ann Dix, who was 20, um, because she claimed that Pee Wee was the father of her unborn child. I I don't know if I'm uh, more surprised that Selma would sleep with him or more surprised that that person, even if they were pregnant, would ever want to have anything else to do with him. Right? Like, that feels like right. a, even if you did sleep together and you did somehow get pregnant, that's like a you just keep that to yourself thing. Yeah. Be like, wow, don't know who the dad was. Or, like, sleep with someone else around the same time or something and be like, oh, well, that's crazy. It's yours. <laughs> like, no, he's a, he's a psycho. Even before he started murdering people, he's... A, He's creepy. I don't like him. I don't like him. Um, Next, in case you wanted more reasons to hate this man. uh, I always do. In June of 1973, he killed Doreen Hope Dempsey and Robin Michelle Dempsey. Uh, Doreen was 22 and Robin was her two-year-old daughter. Would you like to take a stab on why the white man in North Carolina, sorry, North Charleston, South Carolina, killed a 22-year-old and a 2-year-old? Why is that? Because the 22-year-old was a white woman who got pregnant by a black man twice. And Robin was the mixed baby. We love to see the racism. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I mean, I've been kind of waiting for this to get racist, just based on like the the time period, the where we are, and also just how deplorable of a human being he is. I feel like a lot of people now. I'm like curious about this. Like, I want to like look this up or like look more into this. But I wonder how many like of these white serial killers, especially, are like racist. Because honestly, like, I feel like it's a lot, but I guess I don't really know that. You know what I mean? But, like, it feels like a lot. Oh, I'm sure a good majority of I them I feel like were. that's just going to be a fun little side project. Because I don't know how I would make that, like, scientific enough. Because it's, like, kind of hard to, like, how do you define racism? 
Uh, you know what well, I mean? Were you white and alive anytime before 1980 in the South? Then you're probably racist. Are you white and alive? <laughs> right now in the South? Probably racist. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get so many hate comments for that. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's not everybody, but it's a fuck ton more than it should be. It's not enough. It's not all, but it's enough to make a stereotype. <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. Anywho. So now we're on to June of 1974. Pee Wee shot his friend and criminal associate, Johnny Sellers, who was 36, and stabbed to death his ex-girlfriend, Jesse Ruth, age 22. Um, he killed Johnny after he asked Pee Wee for money that he owed him for this whole, like, stolen boat thing that they went through um and peewee a didn't have the money and b thought that like johnny would basically rat him out for not having the money and like go to police and be like hey he's part of this whole like big grand theft auto ring uh so he murdered him and then murdered his ex-girlfriend because she was you know there (laughs) it's interesting to me that like i feel like as he gets older like his murders are like getting older they're all personal yeah i feel like he doesn't have well i guess see but it's hard because there's no necessarily like validity to that because it's like if the coastal part is true then like i feel like he killed a fair mix of both like random people and like personal people but if the coastal part isn't true and it's just him bragging which honestly is more likely than It's like, yeah, he's he's killing a lot of people, but it's all just people he has, like, personal grudges against for yeah. whatever fucking random reason. It's just him feeling personal vendettas. Which, I'm not going to lie, I feel like that always, like, grinds my gears worse. Because it's just like, how did you not get in more trouble for this? Or, like, how did mm-hmm. you not get caught more often? Like, when you're connected to literally all of these people dying. Right. ready to move on yes okay so this one's fun this one we become a murder for hire uh and in february of 1975 he kills silas barnwell yates um yates apparently was in a dispute with his ex-girlfriend suzanne owens and her and her husband john owens paid peewee to murder yates they paid him $1,500 to do it. You know, I mean, first of all, that time period, I feel like $1,500 was a lot. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you're already murdering all these other fucking people. Right. Like, like, why I mean, not I, become a murder for hire? Yeah. Like, if I've already killed, like, 10 fucking people or five people or however many people we're at, because there's not really any way to actually know. Um like, of course, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. Give me money. I'll go kill another person. Like, that's no sweat. I'll do it for free. Like, of course, I'll do it for $1,500. I haven't even gotten to the fun part of that one. Ooh, what's the fun part? So the forensics team found a knife with blood on it. The autopsy report says that his knife was slit. Or his knife was slit? The fuck? His knife was his- slit? But. <laughs> His neck was slit with a knife. But if you ask Pee-wee what happened, 
He says he karate chopped him to the throat, and that's how he died. Yeah, with a knife, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh. He just, you know, what happened. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <coughs> Like, but also, it's like the lie doesn't make it cooler. Like, normally, if you lie about something, it's it's you're lying to make it more interesting than it was. But like, it's much more savage to slit someone's throat than it is to karate chop them. Like, why are you're lying in the wrong direction? I'm just confused. <laughs> I'm not going to get myself together anytime soon about this. I have been waiting for so long to tell you about this. I fucking get it. Jesus. <laughs> Hasn't this been a roller coaster? This man's a whole ass idiot. We're not even done yet. I, I, he's so simple. It reminds me of that TikTok audio where it's like nothing going on behind those eyes, not a single thought. Like that's this man's whole life. Not a single thought. The lights are on, but nobody's home. It has been vacant this entire time. <laughs> I just can you imagine? <laughs> you're, you're a serial killer, right? You got got. You wrote a book about it, and you're like, "How can I make this cooler? I'm gonna tell people that I karate chopped them to the neck." Right? Like I just, <laughs> I don't understand. Like that doesn't make it. Cool. Like that makes it lame. Oh man! <laughs> like it doesn't even sound like a. I mean, I'm sure like there's people out there that can karate chop hard enough to kill somebody. But like, I'd be like, are you sure you didn't just like knock him out a little bit? Not the five four man named Pee Wee. Can you even reach his throat? <laughs> Do your arms stretch that high? <laughs> I need some water. <laughs> Oh man, I did not have the mental fortitude to cover this case today. I don't know why I did this. I feel like I feel a new sticker design coming on. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh man. Okay, we gotta move on before I start giggling again. Okay. Whew. April tenth, nineteen seventy-five. Stabs. Diane Bellamy, who is age 25, and her boyfriend, Avery Leroy Howard, who was 34, um, because she divorced 
Walter Neely, who was one of Pee Wee's friends. And he was like, you don't get to divorce my buddy and then go date some other dude. So he was like, stab, stab, bam, bam, killed them both. I wonder if that's like another like, like, did his friend want that to happen? Because I feel like a lot of times people in that scenario, like, they're really upset with their former significant other, but like, they still care about them. And like, they still want them back. Like, they haven't, like, healed past that yet. So I'm like, did you really want him to murder them? Or was this, like, another murder-for-hire scenario? Where you're like, yeah, bump them. Bump them both. Yeah. Three grand. I don't see, but, like, it specifically tells when he murder-for-hired people. Because there's another case of it that'll come up in a little bit. Um, So, like, either he's really, like, not gonna rat out his best bud like that or he was just like no you disrespected my buddy so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this solid for you gotta love those that loyalty all those morals he's got Mm -hmm. he's really got morals (laughs) yeah speaking of morals his next one is kim genkins who uh he kidnapped and was keeping her um, in a <coughs> closed location so that she could be sexually abused by several adult men, including himself. Um, and he got paranoid and thought that she was going to escape and go to police. So he stabbed her to death. By the way, she was 13. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Just no. Like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. That, like, shit like that happened, like, earlier, but it feels like the earlier, like, precursors to, like, sex trafficking and stuff, mm-hmm. and I I don't like that. I don't fucking like any of that. I hope all of them die horrible deaths. Yeah. We're having the best time. The best time. <clears throat> um... So our next ones took place on October 10th of 1975, and they were Dennis Bellamy, age 27, and Johnny Henry Knight, age 15. They were brothers that were running a, like, gun dealing ring. There's a word for that, and it left my brain. Um, fuck, all I'm thinking, like, a weapons ring that i don't know yeah. my brain's not really doing a whole lot yeah whatever like a black Illegal market shit trade. yeah yeah um <clears throat> and Wee owed them money for some guns and they confronted him and they're like you gotta pay us and he was like okay what if i just like give the guns back and they were like okay he was like i've got them hidden like in the woods behind my house and they're like okay so they went to the woods with him and he shot them. This one kind of feels like it's on them. I, f- I feel like that, like that, that literally just sounded like a setup. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, "Yeah, that, that no." Like you just tell that person to bring the weapons to you. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's ho- obviously he shouldn't have done it. But I feel like if you're gonna run an illegal weapons trade, like you should. This isn't GTA Five. You're like you should 
put a little more thought into this. Like, why are you just going in the woods with a strange man who says he has guns hidden behind his house? Like, make him bring the guns to you. Like, you have the power. <laughs> yeah, that's just... Mm. Like, bad decisions all around. <clears throat> all around. Yeah. So... In November of 1975. Do you remember Walter Neely? Yes. Okay, right. He was the one... His wife and her boyfriend got stabbed. Stabbied. Exactly. He went to the police. Not for his ex-wife and her boyfriend's murder. Guess he wasn't mad about it. for the murder of the arms dealers. Uh, There it is. (laughs) God, I should know that. I was, like, even thinking about GTA, too, and it was, like, still not there for me for some reason. I love that he's, like, more upset about these random dudes who, like, are probably also not, like, great people because, you know, they illegally sell guns on the black market. Um, And also most people who sell guns, I feel like, also sell other things. Yeah. But it's, like, (laughs) but, like, your ex-wife, that's fine. That's fine. No one's worried about right. that. So, apparently Pee Wee had told him all to- all sorts of shit. And when I feel like there must be some missing information here where, like, Neely probably got busted for something and it was like... A way to get out of it. don't bust me if I tell you about my buddy here who killed some arms dealers? <laughs> Which is um, fair. That, that wouldn't be surprising to me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pee-wee had also told them about, like, where he was burying bodies, so Walter, like, led police to the burial sites. He really done did it this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we have one more murder, even though he's in prison now. Oh, shit. Is it another prison murder? Yeah. Yeah. So, while he's in prison, he gets contacted by one Tony Simo, who is the son of a husband and wife that were murdered by Rudolf Tyner uh, while he was trying to steal their convenience store. Steal this? I was like, he's stealing the whole store? (laughs) Like, off the foundation? My brain has given up. It like on shows this case. up with a giant semi, like the ones they use for manufactured homes, like just loads up the whole place. Steal from the <laughs> store. Steal from the store. <laughs> so the safe is bolted to the floor. <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> so Rudolph was trying to appeal his own death penalty sentence. Um and Tony was like Nah, man, this is taking too long. And got in contact with Pee Wee and was like, hey, murder for hire! $2,000 if you murder this man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I was in his place, I would have been like, hell yeah. You and run Pee-wee me my check. was like, bet, I got nothing better to do. I'm, so, literally. I'm going to give him like mild, mild, mild mild credit for this because this is fucking genius he somehow gets a hold of some plastic explosives a wire and a radio speaker 
and he creates this like imitation speaker and Rudolph puts it up to his ear and plugs it in and it blows up his head. <laughs> wow, that's a I mean that is, that is, that honestly is smart as fuck. I'm like right? I was like stumped by the how the fuck did he get plastic explosives in prison? I don't but know. But then I also have been told by friends who are prison guards are like literally don't be surprised. Like whatever you can think of, someone has either smuggled it in or tried to smuggle it in. Yeah. So then I'm like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. If I've learned anything from watching Orange is the New Black, it's that you can get anything into a prison. If I've learned anything from playing A Way Out, it's that, yeah, you can do anything in prison if you really put your heart to it. If I've learned anything from somehow ended up ending up on prison TikTok. Oh my god, you too? Yes. It's so... Okay, I've only been a little bit on prison TikTok. I weirdly first got on, like, sign- like wives of people who are in prison. I got a- on that TikTok first. And then that oh. kind of led to prison TikTok in the end. I haven't been there. I was just scrolling, and one day there was just a TikTok from inside a prison cell, and I was like... Yeah, I've been seeing a lot what? of those lately. But I feel like they're giving me great prison tips for all the times that I'm going to go to prison. Yeah, somebody was showing how to make, like, Laffy Taffy, and I was like, damn. (gasps) I saw that one. Right? I was like, this is ingenious. Like, this is innovative as shit. Like, how the fuck did you even think of that? Like, how did you figure that out? Right? This shit blows my mind. Anyways. (laughs) We're so off track. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) He, because this is fucking 1970s court, they only tried him for one murder and was found guilty on May 28th. They sentenced him to death. Um, and that was later changed to life in prison with the, cause the South Carolina general assembly was trying to, um, change to conform to the U S Supreme court guidelines for death, the death penalty and capital punishment and all that jazz. Um, but when he killed the other man in prison, they were like, no, no, back to death row you go. Right. So. <laughs> um, apparently, he like made several unsuccessful attempts to kill Rudolph by like poisoning his food and shit. And that didn't work. So that's how we ended up with the explosives. Still don't know how. Don't want to know. Not gonna ask. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't even want. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to think about it. I saw it too yeah. for a second. And immediately was like, nope, don't want to go there. Mm-mm. Nope, not gonna ask. Not gonna ask questions. Um, Pee Wee claims that the last thing that Rudolph heard before he died was him laughing. I believe that. Which is fuck off. Um, it was also the first time in South Carolina history that a white man was sentenced to death for the murder of a black man because Rudolph was black. I mean, feels like it needed to happen. I'm just saying. Um, so while he was in prison, he semi-cooperated with police. Um, you know, admitted to a ton of things that may or may not happen. Um, directed them to bodies he 
has 14 confirmed murders um and then has around 100 to 110 i don't know obnoxious amount that he claims yeah i can tell you right now that that's not true yeah like even if it's a big Um, number it's not that big number he also tried to get under the skin of the carolina state senator and said that he murdered his 13 year old daughter um there's no evidence to support that in any way shape or form Good. I hope that was just a lie. Yeah. Um. So they did. He did help lead police to some of his bodies. Um. He tried to kill himself on September sixth of nineteen ninety one by slitting his wrists. Uh, was unsuccessful, and then at one ten a.m. he sat in the electric chair. I mean. Okay, I guess I can, I get being scared of, like, going in the electric chair, but it feels kind of silly. Like, if you're going to just kill yourself anyways, so you don't get electrocuted, why not do it sooner? Why not do it successfully? Yeah, and it's like, well, I would want to do it sooner. Well, first of all, because, like, what are you gaining out of just sitting in prison waiting for that anyways? Uh, But Mm. on top of that, it's like, yeah, what if I fuck it up? Like, what if I, it doesn't go right the first time? I don't want to do that right before I get electrocuted, so I have no choice but to get electrocuted. Like, that shit doesn't make, that shit don't make right. Yeah, and honestly, the amount of people that we've covered that, like, try to kill themselves before they reach their death penalty, like, fuck off. Also, I feel like we come across a lot of people who are just really bad at killing themselves. Really bad. Like, there was that... Oh my god, why am I blanking on the name? There was that one guy who tried to kill himself like four or five different times and like failed every single time. And then he would just go out and kill more people because he was mad that he couldn't fucking kill himself. <laughs> like, what was that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, he's a he's a very simple man. I think we're expecting a lot out of his brain. They're, really, the lights are on, but nobody is home. Nobody's there. And we're here ringing the doorbell anyways. <laughs> we're trying. Hello, is anybody here? Oh my god, my brain hurts from this one. Too many loops. <laughs> Too many twists and turns. And because you know how much I love last words, um, his were, I'll let my lawyers talk for me, I'm ready to go. I could totally see my last words being something like that. Like, all right, I'm ready. Chop, chop. <laughs> Let's do it. We're done. Because <laughs> these people, like I said, like, I don't understand why they're so afraid of the death penalty when it's like, you're going to sit on fucking death row for like 20 years first. Yeah. Like, you're going to serve your life sentence either way, probably. <laughs> like, I'd be like, man, I am. I'm done. I'm done with being <laughs> in prison. It. I am over it. Let's Let's get this started. <laughs> No, your last words are going to be more on par with, uh, I asked for spaghetti and got SpaghettiOs. I just want the press to know this. <laughs> and then everyone will be so confused because my actual last meal was like crab legs and steak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that whole episode lives rent free in my brain. 
God, I that it lives around free in mine too because I spent so long drawing that fucking soup can for that <laughs> sticker. <laughs> to this day, I think is my favorite recreation that I've ever done. Oh, I just love concerning the shit out of people because we'll be like talking about a serial killer and I'll just pop in and be like, oh, did you know that their last meal was da 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 and their last words were da 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 and they're like, why did you just have that information on tap? Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, don't, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> don't worry. Don't be real, suspicious. Don't be suspicious. It's real niche information that lives in my brain. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, that's Pee Wee. I forgot his name already. Donald Henry Gaskins. Pee-wee Gaskins. Pee-wee Gaskins. Who killed Hazel Brazel. <laughs> I gotta I gotta walk away from this one. I gotta I gotta I gotta. You thought I was gonna let you forget it. <laughs> and I did not. Okay. Stay spooky, but if someone's name rhymes. Or looks like it could rhyme, don't kill him. Save uh, us the hassle. Just don't do it. Hey, stay spooky, that, but not so spooky that your brain immediately jumps to Chicago and goes, murder the old Hazel Brazel. Go ahead and murder him. No. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> like mentally. It's not a good place. I don't think I've mentally been in a good place at any point in this episode. Bruh. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, can we just call this episode like an hour and a half of Sierra and Morgan having a mental breakdown? Because honestly, that's that's closer to what happened here. <laughs> My brain hurts. I'm going to have to take an ibuprofen about uh. this. How do you feel? I mean, same. <laughs> Us, fucking 26 years old and one foot in the grave, needs an ibuprofen <sighs> to make it through an hour long podcast. <laughs> uh, stay spooky, but not so spooky that you let your one year old drink a thing of kerosene. Let's yeah, what not. the fuck is up with that? Yeah, let's not do any more of that. Uh, babies, be smarter. You too. Everybody. This is a group effort. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, stay spooky, uh, but not so spooky that you don't follow our Beacons page. Well, really yeah. all of the things the Beacons page leads to, but... Yeah, don't be that spooky. That's too spooky. That's too spooky for us. You don't want to be that spooky. <laughs> You want to be spooky enough that you follow all of it, but not so spooky that you don't follow all of it. It's a it's a line that you got to toe. It's a, yeah, it's it's a careful line, but I think you guys do it brilliantly. <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> I need to go. I want to go home. I want to go home. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Okay, why can we do that together, but we can't <laughs> say bitches and murders together? 
I don't know. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Stop. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out my cord real Okay. I think I got it. The cord kept, like, hitting up against the side of the desk, and it was kind of stressing me out. Okay, so are we ready? I think we are ready. Apparently we're not ready. We are not ready. Drew has to poop first. <laughs> um, sir, sorry. you have 75 seconds. Better hurry up. Morgan says you have 75 seconds. <laughs> Five minutes? <laughs> oh my god. Please <laughs> tell me that you can hear him. I can. I can. <laughs> I hope it's all recorded. If I can hear it, then the microphone can hear it. She hit record before you came in. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. And, and the mic is picking you up. 